You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. You're listening to The Overflow with MC Brooks on GGR Pirate Radio. Swing a fly ball, center field deep. Bellinger going back to the warning track, to the wall. It's a grand slam. Howie Kendrick with a grand slam here in the 10th inning of game five. The Nationals seven, the Dodgers three. Do you believe it? Pull the lever, Frank. Run lever. Yeah, yeah. Welcome everybody to another episode of The Overflow with MC Brooks here on Great Geek Refuge, GGR Pirate Radio. And tonight, I've got a special guest on the podcast with me. Everyone, please make a round of applause and welcome back, Hazel. Hey! Yeah. Thanks for having me. Of course. <laughs> Uh, like probably six months overdue. Not the topic, but but doing the podcast like six months overdue. But that's my fault. That's a whole other thing. Rabbit hole. Don't need to go go down right now. Tonight, though, we are going to be talking about the Blue Blur himself. We got a film that came out about a month ago, and uh, it's a very successful film. Actually, to date, it is the most successful video game film. Of all time, which is quite the feat because generally video game movies tend to be really, really bad. <laughs> and so I'm glad that this uh, that this one was not. And so in case you couldn't in case you couldn't figure it out, we're going to be talking about Sonic the Hedgehog, who is one of the most iconic video game characters ever. I, I think the ma- the vast majority of people you know, kind of in our age group, probably grew up, if not playing Sonic, at least knowing of Sonic the Hedgehog, depending on which side of the Nintendo versus Sega war you you fell on. <laughs> um, but before we get into talking about the movie, what we thought of it, and, you know, so on and so forth, got some housekeeping to do first and foremost. I uh, do want to encourage all of you to please go to our website, greatgeekrefuge.com. We have articles, we have other podcasts, excuse me, Uh, we have articles, we have other podcasts, we have a ton of content that we have been producing uh, as of late, so please go there, uh, read something, listen to something, especially if you are on, uh, if you are on lockdown like the vast majority of us are, to where you uh, don't actually, you're not supposed to leave your house, unless it's absolutely necessary, yeah. Go go go! Check out some of our content. I I promise you'll you'll find something that interests you there. In addition to that, please go ahead and follow us on all social media accounts. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We are Great Geek Refuge. And also, if you are if you are also on Facebook, we have a Facebook group where you're able to interact with myself, or with Hazel, or with Mike, or Rambo, Steve or anyone who is a part of our GGR family. And by proxy, you will become part of our extended GGR family just by joining the group and being part of what we do. And last but not least, before we transition into the subject we're going to talk about tonight, do want to encourage everyone to please, 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 please stay home if you can. Wash your hands. Take care of yourself. Please wash you your have- hands. If you have any symptoms in any way, shape, form, or fashion, please, please get in contact with your healthcare provider or, you know, with a doctor's office of some some sort and and see if it's possible for you to to get tested and then, you know, follow directions and stay home, quarantine yourself, you know, whatever whatever is recommended. Please, Please go ahead and do that. It is, we are in the middle of a pandemic. And by all accounts, it, it, it seems like the, we, we don't know how long this is going to go on, go on for. But for the time being, it seems like we're in this for the long haul. So please practice some self-care, practice some care for your fellow folks and stay home. And please wash your hands. <laughs> please, if, please, please wash your hands. Yeah. And even if it's not the Rona, I mean, if you're sick, period, just, stay just, home. Yeah. 
Yes, yeah, stay home. Stay home, stay home. It, 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 is, it is the best thing that you can do. It is the best way to look out for your fellow folks, whether you are feeling well or whether you are not. With all that being said, let's transition into tonight's subject. All right. So, tonight, today, whenever, whatever time people will be listening to this podcast, we're going to be talking about the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Now, this movie came out on Valentine's Day, which is a little over from a little over a month ago from when we are recording this podcast. And to date, this movie has grossed three hundred and six point seven million dollars at the box office, making it, as I mentioned before, the most successful video game film of all time. And making it the second highest grossing film of 2020. Now, when this when when this movie was first announced, first got announced about two years ago, but it's been seemingly kind of been in the works for about three or four years. Because I remember reading about them wanting to develop this movie in about 2016, 2017 or so. Uh, it, it didn't seem like this project was ever going to really get off the ground. And then we got we got a uh, we got a date we got a date, and they announced that it was going to be originally November of last year. November of last year, and then uh, uh, a little over a year ago, or close close to close to a year year ago, uh, they they uh, released the trailer, and to to say that they were trending for all the wrong reasons would be the understatement of the year. <laughs> because they're like, it, it was trending on Twitter. If Facebook had the same type of algorithms, it would have been trending there too, because seemingly screenshots, posters, uh, shortened versions of the trailer, the extended trailer, it was everywhere. And none of the response to it was positive. At all, whatsoever. He looked it was, horrible. It was, yeah, yeah, and and it just it kind of makes and it kind of makes you wonder, kind of like why, right? Just, just I, 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 whether you follow the franchise or not, whether you are a fan of the old school '90s design, or whether you are a fan of the uh, the '2000s design, the Dreamcast era, you know what Sonic looks like. And there is no way <laughs> that you could look at that blue creature in that original trailer and say, "Yeah, that's that's it right there." Like I think the last thing any any of us wanted or needed is a realistic looking Sonic. Like, we, <laughs> we just want the character to look how he looks. Like I don't know if you've seen it, but you know, uh, it's going across uh, Tumblr especially, but. I've seen it all over social media. Like people did these realistic uh, depictions of what Pokemon would look like, and they look horrifying, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely terrifying. Please Google that <laughs> if you if you want to see what I mean, and 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 compare that to what we got in the Detective Pikachu movie, and it's very night and day. This th- that original Sonic trailer, absolute disaster. <laughs> And and what we learned from that is that sometimes bullying is okay because. <laughs> but it wasn't bullying. You're right. It was not bullying. It was, it was us telling them what we did not want. Exactly. And shout out to uh, to the design studio and for the director uh, because the director listened. You know, we, we we can't we can't say that 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 happens often for uh for for major films. You know, normally they uh they they put it out and it's like, hey, this is what you're getting. You know, <laughs> whether you want it or not, this this is what you're getting. So you know, definite shout out to Jeff Fowler because he he saw the reaction and realized, okay, we need to go back to the drawing board for this. <laughs> And so, you know, the, the, the movie then got delayed again to February of this year. 
you know, so they could take time uh, re-rendering the character, redesigning the character, and then, you know, the movie's going to come out. And, and I, I also do kind of wonder how much, how much of the script and the plot was also kind of affected by it because they had to put all this extra effort into redesigning the character uh, because there, there, there's stuff in the original trailer, I believe that did get taken out for, from the, the final cut of the movie, like uh, that scene of Sonic speeding past Tom. I just remember the dude's name is Tom uh, Sonic speeding past Tom and, and registering on his um, speedometer uh, you know, that he was going like seven over 700 miles an hour, basically the speed of sound. Like that was that part was taken, or at least the speed part was taking out. Just know that he was going really effing fast at that point. So I, I'm I'm kind of curious, but yeah. So I I. But are you say, sure that it was taken out because of the design, or was it taken out just because a lot of times there are scenes taken out of movies? Well, no, no, no. Well, I'm not saying it's because of the design, but I'm wondering. Uh, I'm wondering if that part would have been taken out if not for the extra time. Like if that would, if that and some of the other stuff that we kind of saw in the originally, if any of that was still going to be part of the film, or if there was anything else that they decided to change given the other time. I mean, obviously, we'll never know because we don't know what the original cut with the original version of the 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 character looks like. But yeah. with with all that being said, the movie came out. And even when the second, even when the, the the second version of the trailer, the redone version of the trailer, like the movie, legitimately looked good. <laughs> it looked it looked legitimately like a good film. Like, oh snap, they they might have something here. This 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 might actually this might actually be something. Okay. So it, it, and, and then obviously with with you know the the legendary Jim Carrey being part of it. I mean, did I mean? There's only but so much. There's only but so much that you can really do to screw up after you already screwed screwed up the first time, you know. So the movie comes out. Wait, and... wait, wait. Sure. Let's let's stop right there and say I really dislike Jim Carrey. So that put me. Wait, on wait. Like him and dislike him in this movie or just in general? In general, I am not a fan. Any particular reason? I don't like the way he acts. I mean, I think that I just don't like his type of comedy. And that he brings to anything that he does. I feel like he plays the same character no matter who it is. And I don't like that character. That's fair, and I'm all, I'm also like I I generally like Jim Cl- Jim Carrey, but that that is a fair criticism, and I do agree, and I was okay with it in this film, but we're gonna dive a little bit more in depth into his portrayal of uh, Doctor Robotnik slash Eggman, or I guess just Robotnik because <laughs> he's not very egg shaped in this movie, uh, in a second. So the so movie drops uh it, again it's it's been wildly successful to date. Uh, I kind of went down the the list of of stuff that it's accomplished so far and it seems like it's a foregone conclusion that this movie is eventually going to get a sequel. I mean, you don't you don't you don't make, you know, 300 million dollars in the box office be the highest grossing video game film in 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 the U.S. ever, and then just kind of fade off into the sunset. Like, it's a foregone conclusion that it's going to get a sequel originally. But let's let's start at the beginning. So, Hazel, yes. first things first, you watched the movie very recently. What were your impressions? What did you think? It was all right. <laughs> I mean, I feel like there were some opportunities for it to have been much better I didn't think it was horrible like I would not go and see it three times in the theater that's just me I thought that 
it was decent. It was, you know, great. If it comes out on Netflix, I might watch it again. That's that's my opinion. I'm I'm pretty much in the same boat with you. Uh, like I spent large portions of this film like why am I watching this? <laughs> like why why like I want to like this. I'm hoping it gets better. And I I won't I, I won't lie. Like it had, it had moments that that I, I very much did enjoy. You know, I I seeing baby Sonic run through Green Hill and and see how like beautifully designed Green Hill looked uh in this in this rendering they did for this film. Like I I it was gorgeous. It looked it looked amazing. You know, I, I really enjoyed the final act. There, there were parts here and there. But overall, like, the plot just seemed very generic. Like, it, it seemed, it, you know what it was? It was safe. It, it, it's the safe plot that Hollywood seems to go towards when it comes to, uh, to these types of films. And, and, I mean, it's a little understandable because obviously this movie was primarily being marketed towards children. And, and young folks so you know it's okay to go to go the safe route and just throw some cool uh some cool images and callbacks stuff to people who are you know who are like you know myself a, a lifelong sonic fan uh as well as you know homages to just other stuff like him sitting in his uh in his room early in the film and uh reading the flash comics because you know that's always been a uh, a fun little back and forth about you know oh, who's you know who's faster Sonic or the Flash, and because um, they're both speedster characters. So I mean it it was it was cool, but it, it had its moments. But but overall, like I, I left I left the theater feeling kind of disappointed, but not surprised about what exactly they decided to uh, what they decided to do. Oh, I, I should say this also, and I forgot to say this in the beginning. So, if you're listening to this point, to this point, we there are going to be spoilers in this in this review. There are going to be spoilers. We we are going to mention specific scenes, specific characters. We are going to talk about things that happen post credits. All the things. Uh, <laughs> all of the things are going to get discussed here. So, if you have not seen the film and you're just listening, then hey, let this let. You you've heard what we thought so far. We thought it was okay, it was decent, but you can go see for yourself. But past this point, there are going to be spoilers about this movie and about specific scenes and and stuff dealing with uh, the plot and characters and so on and so forth. So you've been warned. If you li- listen past this point, spoilers. So, uh, yeah. So we both thought it was decent. Um, I I think. I don't know if I'll rewatch. I don't know if I'll rewatch the entire film, but I do think there are moments that I will go back and rewatch. Like it's been a month since the movie's come out, so like obviously, large, like many things from it have already kind of leaked online, and onto YouTube and so on. So like I've already I've rewatched the post credit scene with Tails. I've I've rewatched that final act uh, where. Uh, Sonic seemingly is seemingly dead or knocked out, and then you know because of the power of friendship, he you know <laughs> gets up and is like, <laughs> <laughs> I saw I look I saw a great meme with that. I have to send it to you afterwards. But that, like that that phrase in my head right now, and I'm like, yeah, because of the power of friendship, you know he he gets up and he's you know he's super charged, he's super charged up and. Uh, yeah, it goes to to take out to take out uh, Robotnik. So let let's talk a little bit about the the characters that we that we that we do see here. So uh, obviously we have Sonic, who's voiced by uh, Ben Schwartz. Uh, I know many people within the Sonic fandom wanted Sonic to have Jaleel White come back and, and voice him uh, because he did on the uh, in, in the uh, the old Sonic uh, cartoons. Or perhaps uh, I don't know. I don't remember the guy's name, but the the voice act, one of the voice actors from the Sonic video games. But I think Ben Schwartz did a pretty good job uh, 
considering you know he's a newcomer to the character and to the franchise as a as a voice actor. And I know a lot of people were kind of up and down about it, but I, I think I really enjoyed his performance and it really kind of sold me on the idea of, of Sonic being this lonely 15 year 15, 16 year old anthropomorphic hedgehog. Uh, would, how'd you feel about Ben Schwartz's performance here? I really liked it. And so I thought at first it was um, Ryan Reynolds. And <laughs> Well, I did. It's, they sounded very similar to me. And I'm like, wait, no, that's not him. So, and I, I do like Ryan Reynolds a lot. So th- that for me was great because, you know, they obviously have very similar sounds. Um, I think he did a really good job voicing him. I think he, the emotion was great. I think he really sold it. Yeah, and and to be fair, to be fair, there are a lot of similarities between this film and uh, Ryan Reynolds' work as Detective Pikachu and Deadpool. In a sense, there there are definitely some character similarities. Now, obviously, this film is obviously not as vulgar as Deadpool in any way, shape, form, or fashion. But in terms of like the style of narration they had been do, as far as Sonic having conversations with himself and you know narrating the film uh, and bringing us along. Uh, yeah, there are definitely similarities, but, but, uh, and their you know, voices sound alike. Yeah. Well, I don't remember, <laughs> I don't remember Ben's voice offhand right now. So I'm gonna have to go back and listen, uh, to hear, but I mean, Hey, there, there, it probably is something, something to that. I, I would have been really curious to hear Ryan Reynolds, uh, play Sonic the Hedgehog though, because Sonic does have like his, his personality is someone who has a lot of attitude. <laughs> like yes that, that, and that, sarcasm yeah like that that's that's a big part of of his character whether you know you follow the the comics or the games or you know wh- wherever and i i do think ben did a good job but ryan absolutely probably could have done done as good a job too if if, if he were uh if he were responsible for it now uh in the film we do see we we see sonic uh you know he's He's on his home world. Uh, he gets attacked by the Echidna clan, which is an ob- obvious homage to uh, the character Knuckles and Knuckles' ancestors. I mean, in the in the comics, at least, uh, Knuckles, the, the Echidna tribe is, uh, uh, you know, they're all, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? They're all uh, guardians of the, the Master Emerald. They have a pretty significant and prominent role in in that world obviously this is not that but it was it was kind of cool to see an homage to them there with them for some reason really really wanting to get at baby sonic and then his guardian the um owl whose name escapes me right now uh what's uh what's what's the uh long claw that's that's the name long claw uh you know uses the power rings Sends Sonic to another planet, and he ends up in Green Hill, Montana. <laughs> Green Hill, Montana. And so from there, we see Sonic kind of mostly just kind of be on his own. Um, but he's really invested in watching uh, two of our other characters. And um, Tom, Tom Wachowski, played, who played by James Marsden. And his girlfriend, who play uh, as Maddie, okay, Maddie, he's played by Tika, Tika Sumter. And Sonic is, you know, very, very into watching them, right? But, as, but he to calls be fair, him the Donut the, Overlord, right? Yes, he's the Donut Overlord. But that's just because he's Sonic's favorite. He watches the entire town. That's right. You. You rem- you're you probably going to remember much more about this than, than I am because you've seen him more recently. But yeah, but, but yeah, he, these are his, these are his, his favorite, favorite people, favorite people. Right. So, right. uh, you know, if I, if I remember correctly, uh, Tom, uh, is Tom and Maddie are planning to relocate to San Francisco because Tom got a job with the police department there, right? Right. And uh, 
Sonic, if I remember correctly, Sonic is playing baseball by himself, and he basically is going too fast and creates uh, creates an electromagnetic pulse, knocks the power out across the entire Pacific Northwest. Yep. But so, this this is where we talk about how he really was watching the entire town because he was only playing baseball because he watched the Little League Championship. That's right. And he wanted to be like all those kids. Right. And and I, I do think, like, I, 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 one of the, the arc that Sonic had as far as uh, him being on this planet he's totally unfamiliar with, with these people he is very unfamiliar with in any way, shape, or form, and him having this loneliness and this desire to connect, like, I thought that, that that was kind of an interesting way to explore his character and kind of introduce his character to either to people who maybe they weren't are not familiar with the the Sonic franchise and are not you know they don't follow it they don't they have, they haven't read any comics or played any games or seen any of the uh, the cartoons that exist. I did think that that was kind of an interesting way to to introduce to introduce uh, Sonic's character. And also kind of link him to uh, uh, Tom and Maddie. Uh, I'm trying to remember how they first interact. Isn't it? So if I remember correctly. So uh, Eggman. Yeah. If I remember correctly, it's Tom shoots him when he discovers him in the shed. Yes. Because Eggman at that point. Jim Carrey is on is is basically searching for searching for him. He's searching, trying to figure out what the heck happened. Yeah, I, I did think it was. I did think I won't lie. I did think it was a little weird that the 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 Department of Defense is like, huh? All this power went out. Let's hire this crazy guy to go figure out why that happened. Right. I thought that was really weird too. I'm like, if that were to happen in real life, like I, I feel like we would have scientists and and people, we like we would have people that we would go to for we're like, hey, but let's hire this guy to figure out what exactly this happened. Like, it, yeah. like it's, it's almost like they did no research to figure out like was this a power surge from a power plant? You know, is it faulty wiring somewhere? Like, like what exactly happened to cause this thing? So it was, it was like that was that was the first because I, I asked that question like as soon as as soon as um, it happened like how did we get to this point? Yes, like where did he even come from? Right, and, and he showed up one day. Exactly, and like, and you mentioned this earlier when we were chatting about this too. They didn't really do much of anything in setting up the character of Eggman. In, in setting up kind of who who he is, his motivations, why is he the way he is, you know, because all of that, because knowing all of that would obviously help us to understand why he's doing the things he ends up doing throughout the duration of this film. And they don't do any of that. It, it, it's almost as if they just kind of expected us to just to just accept, hey, this guy's coming in. He's gonna be the bad guy because he's trying to find him, and that's just that's just it. And I I don't from a storytelling perspective I don't really like that. Like I like I like understanding my antagonists, understanding their motivations, like who understanding who they are. Though I feel like those make the best kind of antagonists, whether whether it's a kid film or whether it's uh, something, whether it's uh, a more adult film. I mean, I, you can juxtapose this with something like uh, Shazam. Have you seen Shazam? I have not. Okay. Well, uh, okay, so I won't spoil it, but they do spend time in the early part of the film while they're still setting up um, Billy Bat. While they're still setting up Billy Batson, they do also set aside time to also set up the antagonist, who's uh, the doctor, whose name I can't remember right now. But they they set they they set aside time to to kind of set up his backstory 
so that when you meet him much later in the film and, and when you see him and Shazam interact, you can understand why he is that way towards him. And you can understand, like, okay, this is why he's doing the things that he's he's doing. And maybe I'm just overthinking it because I already know Robotnik is a bad guy. But there no. was no real character development as far as setting up who exactly this guy is when he shows up. Yeah, but there was no character development for anyone but Sonic. And so I think that is why I felt that the movie was lacking. Um, every All the characters were very one-dimensional. And so it was... <sighs> And I thought about it, too. Like, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's because I'm older. But even thinking back on, like, Detective Pikachu, mm-hmm. they there was definitely character development for all of them. You know, even the Pokemon. Like, there was character development for everyone in that movie. And I felt like Sonic, there there was not. Like, you don't... The sheriff is just the sheriff. And... He wants to be a police officer because he wants to be good. Like, that's it? You're doing all this because you want to be good? And then Pretzel Lady, which is what Sonic calls his girlfriend, Maddie, <laughs> there's nothing there about her. Yeah. she. I mean, and, she's gone for, like, a good portion of the film. And she saves the day. I mean, it's like... She has that one little speech in the beginning about how, you know, he he's, you know, helped her when she was in school. But then in the end, um, she saves the day. Like, I feel like there was nothing else. Like, she was she was just there. She was a plot device, a plot device to help move the story along. I mean, that's basically what Tom what Tom was. Tom's sole purpose as a character was just Sonic is in Montana. He drops his rings in San Francisco. He doesn't know how to get to San Francisco. So he's going to help Sonic get to San Francisco. And that, that was largely like, that was his, that was it. That like that, 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 that was, that was his point. That was his purpose. And so, like, and I did think, I did think even that from a plot perspective was really weird because, like, Sonic is a speedster, right? Right. Even, even in, in, and shout out to, uh, I, I don't remember the, ch- I, I don't want to attribute it to the chan- the YouTube channel I'm thinking of. There's a YouTube video I watched, in which they, they used the speed, give like judging, they use actual science to to get like. Sonic's speed as based in the film and based on that basically decide basically figured out that because uh, it took it, it took them what two they said it was going to take what two days for them to get from Montana to San Francisco something yeah. like that yeah that if Sonic without without knowing even what direction San Francisco is if he just simply were to just run in directions run across the U.S. multiple times to trying to randomly find himself in San Francisco, given the speed that he could go at, he would have, he still would have gotten sent to San Francisco faster than the time it took for him to drive in the, to sit in the car and drive with Tom from Montana, to San Francisco. So right. like, as a plot, it just, like, it just seemed, it just seemed weird. Cause it's like, Sonic is a speedster. What's the thing that we that in anyone who's ever watched or played Sonic like? What's the thing we like? We like to see this. We like to see him run fast. <laughs> like want to see him That's run fast. Point. <laughs> like that. Like we want to see him. We want to see him run fast, get rings, go over loops, and defeat bosses. Like that's in a nutshell at its core. That's Sonic the Hedgehog. Go fast. <laughs> right. So it it just seemed weird that. For the purpose of this movie, they just instead of instead of having Sonic go on a journey where he's running across the U.S. and then just like getting into stuff in various cities, like I would have loved to have seen him 
get enamored by Vegas while trying to figure out what San Francisco is. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. like there's, there's, like there's so much, there's so much stuff that they they could have done, and the central point of this film ended up being, yeah, we're gonna put, we're gonna, we're gonna make Sonic not run, and have him sit in the car, and be driven at a much slower pace to San Francisco. Right. And, and, and like from a, as also as a, a longtime Sonic fan, like that, even that attitude right there is totally like, like that's not part of Sonic's personality. They, they nailed a lot of what makes him, him, but, but Sonic by proxy being a speedster, very impatient. Like, if you remember, if you play, if if you remember playing like the old Genesis games, if you let him sit there for like more than ten seconds, he starts tapping his foot and staring at the screen. You're right. <laughs> it's like it, it just felt really, it felt really weird and really weak that, like, he's a naturally impatient character, and, and I get that, you know, he, you know, Tom is Tom is his favorite guy, and he he wants to bond and get to know him and stuff like that, but it it just felt weird that there was no impatience there was no sense of urgency like oh let me just run uh in this you know figuring out where uh san francisco what in just what general direction san francisco is and then just running there and figuring it out it just it felt really weird you know and it also like it surprised me that they would want him to be cooped up with Tom like I I still don't understand why that happened in the first place like I'm still trying to get from point A to point B like he said okay well you tranked me and so I can't run you have to take me but I don't I feel like that wasn't a good enough segue it really wasn't but then also, while they were driving, if you remember, Sonic runs off to go find the giant, uh, the world's biggest uh, rubber band ball. Right. <laughs> and then <laughs> runs back. So like he had time. So he had, so he had time to to detour and run back, but for some reason just could not just run to San Francisco. Right. Right. <laughs> like what? Because of the track, like uh, inconsistency. And so, yeah. <laughs> and so, like, I mean, and that just, I mean, and that just, that just gets into, like, I think a lot of, like, some of the many things that, some of the many issues that, you know, we both, we both had with, with this. Now, let, let's transition to an, another character who we kind of already mentioned, um, and that's the, the antagonist of this, uh, Dr. Robotnik, as played by Jim Carrey. And I know you've already mentioned that you're not a fan of uh, Jim Carrey's acting. Uh, but nope. how did you feel about his performance here as the iconic Dr. Robotnik character? Nah, it was okay. I mean, again, it wasn't a horrible performance. He, I just, I felt like I've seen it from him before. So I was very underwhelmed. Um, but he, as a mad scientist, I guess it was okay. I'm sure kids loved it. My son was, you know, okay with it. <laughs> so I just, I really, he did not surprise me at all, is, is I guess what I'm saying. Right. And I also, I also kind of felt like, it was also kind of a it, it was also kind of a a cheap thing on the director and and film writers end like if if you're if you're going to tell people who grew up and who like and we live in a very uh an era where nostalgia pandering is at an all-time high where literally every other day it seems like we're getting inundated with hey remember a thing you liked 20 years ago well, we're bringing it back yep and this just feels like an acting. It felt like an, an act, an acting version of nostalgia pandering. And hey, remember how funny and how much you liked Jim Carrey in the '90s and early 2000s? Well, guess what? He's back 20 years later. 
and we're just gonna put him here and yeah, you know? And so it was just like Ace Ventura. Yes. Maybe that's what like Ace Ventura, that's with a weird mustache. (laughs) Like (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like it just I mean and like if like he was, uh, and I felt like it worked for the for for the film. It worked because it was it was very cartoony. It was very like like if I were if I were young, if I were uh, like a like if, if I were someone who was in like the eight to twelve age range, then yeah, like that, yeah, it that would have sold it for me. It's the kind of over top stuff you expect to see on like the old Disney Channel original movies or the old or old like old, the live action Nickelodeon shows. Like that type of really over the top antagonist acting, and I think it I think it worked for for this film for what they wanted it to be. So like, I'm I'm okay with it. Like it, it was it was definitely nostalgia pandering, but it's okay. But it, like I was I was okay with it because it it fit for what they were trying to do uh, in this movie, and like also had to and, and that's just with anything regarding this film had to also kind of fix my expectations because I know what I personally would like to see from a Sonic movie I, I detailed it in a podcast I did uh, a couple months ago literally titled How to Fix Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> um, and so like I know what I wanted to see but, I, but like given what what I know they were going for with this, which is literally the bare minimum effort as far as plot and writing really one dimensional characters outside of the, the, the main character, which I guess is fine. Cause that's really who you're there to see. Like, okay. I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Now, uh, now, what did you what did you actually enjoy about this film? Because we we've we've spoken kind of at length so far about things that were okay and that, that were meh, but uh, as far as things that you enjoyed, what, what were things that you liked? What did I like? Um, I really liked the CGI. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I really did. Um, and you know the beginning scenes, the end scenes. You know, I loved. I liked Sonic. I liked um, his supercharge. I, I really liked the lighting that they used to signify the electricity, even in his little quills. Um, I enjoyed that. I actually really liked the ending. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed all of that. I th- I think the ending was honestly the best part, and I'm not I'm not even saying that in on like some some joking like aha everything else sucked I'm glad it's over type of stuff. But like, I I do think that final like that final scene, I mean like I I I really wish films would stop doing this thing of oh no our character is possibly dead. Whatever yeah. shall happen now. Like I, I really wish they would go away from that. Cause at no I, I don't think after watching after watching that, there was that there was no point throughout that final whack where I was like, Oh shoot, you might have got him. Right. At no like you 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 ultimately knew, you know, someone was gonna make a speech, you're gonna hear the music start playing, then you're gonna see Sonic get up, then he was gonna give a speech, and then he was going to he was going to, you know, do what he did and give her to give her give her to defeat defeat Eggman and you know save the people, save the town, so on, so on and so forth. Now I will say I am one hundred percent glad they did not make him go supersonic because I would have been very angry at the retcon if you <laughs> are like the it's not seven chaos emeralds and rings that turns him into supersonic. No. It's the power of friendship and almost being on his on uh, the uh, on his deathbed. That's going to turn him. That that's enough to to turn him yellow and make him supremely overpowered. 
compared to literally anything else. I mean, I, I'm glad they didn't go down that route. I'm I'm happy they just saved it at, you know, gave the speech. He's gonna fully use his speed now, and boom. And so I, I do I did I did like I did like that. I think that 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 was all well done. I agree with you. I do think the CGI was well done. I did enjoy a lot of the Easter eggs and references that they made throughout the film. Little little um, little homages to uh, both the video games and the and the comics. Some of the the redone uh, the remixes of some of the the classic themes were really cool. Also, um, like there, there 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 were things that I that I genuinely enjoyed. But I think the thing I liked most of all, and you may agree with me here, the thing I liked most of all, aside from the ending, was that post credit scene. Because my mouth dropped. Because that well, for one, I, I'm tired of people copying Marvel. <laughs> like, but I'm but I'm I'm happy that it happened because I wasn't expecting anything to happen in the credits. I really okay. wasn't expecting anything to happen here. And then out of nowhere, it's like, oh, oh, tails, 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 <laughs> tails, just out the blue. And he's he's seemingly looking for Sonic. Oh, okay. I like where this may be going. So you're gonna think that there's something wrong with me, but I have not seen it. Oh, oops. <laughs> oops. <laughs> it's a show. <laughs> whoops. Let me, no, let me... that's fine. That's great. I appreciate go- it. I'm going to send it to you right now because you should see it, and so I want to get your live reaction uh, to seeing it. It's not, the, the scene is not very it's not very long, so it's, it's not like it's not like uh, it'll take up a whole bunch of time. Uh, I take up a whole bunch of time for you to to see it real quick because it's literally like <laughs> a couple seconds. So. I'm gonna filibuster here a little bit. Yeah, like, I'm, I've just pulled it up. It's, it's literally 43 seconds. Okay. So I'm gonna filibuster here. I'm gonna send send you uh, send send you this link right now. I'm probably gonna cut this part out the podcast, <laughs> or I might keep it in there for authenticity. Who knows? But yeah, this post credit scene. I mean, there's it it, it could potentially set up so much so much uh going forward i mean my mouth literally dropped when uh when it happened because again i wasn't i really wasn't expecting anything i i think for 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 those of us who had been looking forward to sonic finally getting a movie and fingers crossed and praying with every fiber in our bodies that it's anything resembling good I think that this was quite possibly like the best thing that they could have done, which is tease us, tease us enough that if the movie was successful, then you already kind of set up something that you can do for a sequel. And I have a lot of, I have a lot of ideas about what, uh, what they could possibly be doing for uh, the sequel. I think, I think that, well, actually, I won't get into it just yet. I'm gonna wait for you to finish. Uh, okay. Seeing it, have you? Are you? Are you done already? Yes. You are okay. Awesome. Filibuster long enough. What'd you think? I think it's pretty dope. I think I really want to see the second one. Right. And well, I love tales. I love tales. I I do too. T- tales, honestly. He he's probably in my top five as far as Sonic characters, especially given that like I didn't read a ton of comics when I was younger, but I did read the Archie Sonic comics, and it was really great to see Tails kind of have this growing up, coming of age, you know, becoming his own person, getting from out under the shadow of his hero story arc. That I always thought was really awesome. I also like that he was also like a boy genius because <laughs> he's also because he's super he's super young compared to Sonic and the others. Um, Tails is awesome and like 
isn't the rendering on it really beautiful? Like his design? Yes, they did a really good job with Tails. They learned right? their lesson. I, like, I can only imagine what that design would have looked like if they kept the original the original Sonic design. Like, I, I can't imagine them trying to make Tails look like a realistic fox with two tails. Yeah, but they also made Sonic look really feral. So I would say that that uh, Tails would probably have looked vicious, too. Ooh, but he really cute. As he should. T- like, Tails is... He's young. He's... If I remember correctly, he's eight years old. Which... He's horrible. <laughs> I, like, I'm looking at it again. Right? Like, I... I horrible. Tails is, Tails is amazing. Like, he, he is... He is legit one of my favorite Sonic characters ever. And I'm I'm very happy that they are seeking that they're 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 uh bringing him in and they got his design right. Now, I will say this, and I do kind of want to get your input here too. Now, as far as a sequel, cuz it seems almost like a foregone conclusion this movie is going to get a sequel. Like it's it's definitely going to happen. Now, what are some things or perhaps even some speculation uh, for the sequel, you know, assuming that Sonic does eventually get one. What are some things you'd like to see? I don't know. I really don't. Like, um, I want to see him run more. I want to see, because uh, you were right, you know, that's a big part of what we enjoyed about the games. We enjoyed having him run and having him collect rings um i will say i meant to mention it earlier i liked how they gave it the authentic sonic rings sound when they fell oh yeah absolutely that was that was also awesome every time they fell you heard it and i love that so i don't know i like maybe a way for him to collect more um, because I felt like that wasn't true to the games. Like there were always more that he could collect in the games. And for him to just have one small bag and then they were gone forever. I don't know. So I'd like to see how they infuse that into the movies. Um, I don't know. What would you like to see? I agree. No, I, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you right there. Uh, I, I I would like to see you know more ring action. I would like to learn more about like these power rings. Like, you know, like that's. I mean, like ha- having the the rings be these portals that can go pretty much anywhere. I think that's really interesting. I would love for them to kind of explore explore that because I mean that that does have comic origins uh in in the old Archie comics also like there was a plot line where you uh they did have these these power rings that were basically portals to literally wherever you wanted to go if you if you had if you had them so I, I would I want I would love to learn more about these power rings cuz Tails seemingly judging from the postcard scene also has them right cuz he 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 managed to pop over to this world. So I would love to learn more about the power rings. I want to know why Tails is in search of Sonic. You know, like why he's why he's like why has he come here? What what thing happened that is propelling Tails to like be on this search to find him? Because it, it more than likely Tails is probably going to be from the same world that Sonic's from. Uh I'm going to I'm just going to call it Mobius cuz that's kind of what it's always been known as um but yeah like i would I, i'd be really curious to see kind of uh i i, I want to see that um i want to see what's going on with eggman on the mushroom world because it seemed like in that final in that final scene with him he was finally kind of descending into madness and becoming a little bit more crazed a little more unhinged and so i'm like if, if if we're gonna get more of that, perhaps, and not so much, you know, Ace Ventura with a mustache, then hey, I I want I want to see this unhinged robotnik that is obsessed with 
taking down Sonic by any means necessary. I also have I also have some specul. I also have a guess too, because some people were saying like that Mushroom World was like uh, some way to throw shade at like Nintendo and Mario. <laughs> I, I don't I don't buy that. <laughs> I don't think that's the case. But if my memory serves me right, Mushroom Hill Zone was also the very first level on the Sonic and Knuckles video game. And that would make it on Angel Island, which would be where Knuckles is guardian of the Master Emerald. So I, I, I'm curious to see if Knuckles has any type of cameo or anything that ends up showing up. And if they decide to maybe mimic the story from Sonic 3, where Robotnik tricks Knuckles into thinking Sonic is the enemy... And, and and so has him do all these hijinks and kind of mess with him and and all that before realizing, oh, no, I've been duped. You're actually the bad guy here. I'm curious. There's, there's been some, some interesting rumors going around about perhaps The Rock voicing Knuckles in a Sonic sequel. Ooh. I would be very, very on board with this. I'm on board with the rock and anything. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I am here for it. That is my guy. And, and not to mention, like he does like thirty thousand movies a year. I'm right. I am certain he would be able to find some time for some some voice actor work. Uh, for for uh for some like Knuckles who you know is you know brawler and so on and so forth. And, like has the the bravado and all. Like I feel like. Given given The Rock's past in WWE, he would be perfect for a character like Knuckles. If, if, if assuming that rumor that's going around is you know has any merit to it about him potentially potentially being a being a, a voice actor, uh, voice acting Knuckles in a in a sequel. But yeah, that's uh, I mean, there's there's while while this wasn't the best effort. I am happy that, you know, it was widely successful because I feel like, you know, sometimes initial movies aren't great, but sometimes they're necessary so that they can give us the real gold with the sequels. We saw something like that with uh, with the Captain America franchise. A lot of people don't really care for the first Avenger, but they do swear by uh, Winter Soldier and Civil War. You can look at Thor. Thor, same thing. A lot of people didn't like the first two movies of Thor. They swear by Ragnarok, and they love where his character ended up in the other Marvel films. So perhaps something like that can happen with Sonic, where initial movie, eh, whatever. But perhaps the sequel, or the the, the sequel, or the second sequel, if they if they get two more, because apparently according to James Marsden, he is signed on for he was he signed on for more than one film. Ooh. So, I mean, do you, you put... think? Do you think that Tails is gonna take him to the mushroom place? I don't know. I I don't I don't know. Cause he's got plenty of rings, I guess. I mean, it, I guess it would really depend on kind of, like why he search why he why he's searching him out because. For as far as we know, Sonic was just like he—he's just—he's just a speedy hedgehog. Like he—he's a—he's a hedgehog with speed speed abilities. Um, but there was kind of nothing that they alluded to that made it seem like he is this larger than life character that has something that the world wants. And, and maybe it's the speed. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's the speed. Maybe that's that's the thing. But I. I would be really curious. I, it would really have to depend on, like, why Tails is there, why he's searching him out. Well, because Robotnik has to come back somehow. Oh yeah, for sure. So it's like, how is he going to come back? How are we going to bring him back? Because I can't even think, even with him being an evil genius, I can't think of how he's going to come back to the Earth, and he doesn't even know where he is. This is true. Now I, I would say now they could they they could 
if they don't bring Knuckles in, because Knuckles being uh, being uh, coming from, it, it, if they adapt that the storyline where Knuck, where the Echidna Clan has a connection to the Master Emerald, and so they have chaos energy, and so Knuckles would probably be able to warp between worlds. Um, may if they don't go down that route, then I, I'm not sure. I mean, because Robotnik is a scientist; he is supposed to be smart. So, I mean, they could probably chalk it up to he just makes something up. I mean, they, they make At something mushrooms? up. I look. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> look, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I I, I don't. I mean, they could they could. They can make it a chaos emerald because that was like he finds a chaos emerald and he uses that energy to to get back or something like that. Like I I don't know because I in a perfect world in a perfect world they would take Sonic away from Earth and take him to Mobius or just any of these other worlds that are not largely human centric. Because I don't think that it necessarily needs to be. Now that's in a perfect world. I think, given what they did with this first film, we can. It's almost a foregone conclusion that's probably going to be more like the Sonic X anime, where the characters are going to just come to Earth. So wherever Eggman is, he's going to somehow get back to Earth somehow, some way. I don't know how. Don't know what they're going to do to explain it. But some way he's gonna eventually come back. Um, I mean, Flash is living his best life on Earth right now. Yeah, yeah, and so like that's why, like yeah, and so I mean, like I say, it really it depends on what they what they decide to do. I mean, it's Jim Carrey. If this were some throwaway actor, I'm sure they would. If this were some throwaway actor, I'm sure they wouldn't mind coming up with someone else from Sonic's uh, thing of uh, list of villains to use for a sequel. But because it's Jim Carrey and he's iconic and he was honestly the sell- the selling point of the movie aside from Sonic, he's, he's going to come back. And I don't know. I don't know. I, given what they did, I, I really have no clue what kind of logic they'll use to, to, to bring him back. I mean, it'll probably be something like they they do end up going to the having to go to the mushroom planet for some reason. They do. Uh, they end up engaging Eggman, who has just been waiting for someone to show up so he can find a way to get back. And then Sonic and Tails maybe get stuck there and have to figure a way. But I I don't know. I mean, there's so, Sonic, Tails, and Tom because he's obviously going to be part of whatever they do in the sequel. Um, and uh, they have to find out. I mean, I, I don't know. He'll be back though. That's, that's all. That's all. That's all I know for sure. He'll, he'll definitely be back. Yep. I agree. So I think that kind of wraps it up. Do you have any, any final thoughts, any other, anything else about this uh, movie you want to get out before we uh, get out of here? Yeah. So I feel like, I missed it. I must have missed it. And they, they had to have done it. But I didn't hear Sega. You know what? I saw people posting about it. I didn't hear it either. But I, maybe maybe I'm wrong. I like Maybe maybe I missed it. But I didn't see it either. And I, I, I didn't hear it either. And I really, really wanted that. <laughs> That's my favorite part. When you turned it on and you knew. <laughs> like, that was it. Exactly. Exactly. And maybe, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's because of how we watched the movie that we, we maybe just missed it. <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't know. But they should, they should do it for the, for the sequel. At the very least. Right. Because it's iconic. It's opportunity because... They were a part of the production of this movie, right? Uh, Sega. They were. Uh, yeah, if I if I remember correctly, yeah, yeah, Se- Sega, Sega, and uh, Paramount. 
I'm, I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at everything here. So uh, yeah, Sega Sammy Group, uh, which is basically Sega, uh, Marza Animation Planet, Blur Studio. Though that was the production that was distributed by Paramount. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I missed it, but I feel like it didn't happen. Somebody proved me wrong. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully, well, hopefully they managed to get that with the sequel. Hopefully they take uh, some of the stuff we've mentioned here and use that to fuel, uh, fuel the sequel and, and make it even better. Because you did an already job first go around, but you can definitely do better. And right. hopefully they give us better on the next go round. So with all that being said, uh, thank you everybody for listening. Before we get out of here, Hazel, where can the people who are who want to maybe get in contact with you? Where can they get in contact with you? Oh wow! <laughs> um, I'll be in the GGR group. Um, so you can definitely find me there. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and just about everywhere as Hazel Baby. Um, Spell it so- out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, H-A-I-Z-L-E-B-A-B-Y. That is so me. Just as it sounds. Awesome. Yep. <laughs> and if you're unfamiliar, I'm MC Brooks. I am that on every social media platform. Well, I'm the Syria Rom Killer on Instagram, MC Brooks on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, everywhere else. Uh, and again, reminder: we are the, we are both Hazel and I part of the Great Geek Refuge. Go to the website, read our content, listen to our content. You can also find all of our content on your streaming platform of choice. Whether that's Spotify, whether that's Apple Podcasts, whether that's iHeartRadio, Deezer, wherever. we, This podcast and all of our content is also available there in addition to our website. Please go follow us on all of our social media. We are Great Geek Refuge on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And as Hazel mentioned, we do have the Facebook group if you would like to interact with us or just be part of our extended GGR family. Last but not least, please go wash your hands. Please take this pandemic serious. Uh, Stay home if you are ill. And even if you're not ill and have no symptoms and are in perfectly good health, stay, stay home anyway, unless it's absolutely necessary for you to go out. All right. So with all that being said, thank you for listening to The Overflow with me, with Hazel. We are signing out. Catch you on the flip side. This has been Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs>